just break it to me. But don't go trying to break it to me gently. Rip the bandaid off my arm, cause either way. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Toronto, Ontario, my guest is a 21-year-old singer-songwriter who has an EP entitled Fascinated coming out in two months. Her debut album had been released in March 2012, and since then she put out a holiday song called Mama Made Christmas, plus a single entitled Animal. One of her songs was used on an episode of the show Army Wives. Another one of her songs gained first place in the country category at the 8th Annual International Acoustic Music Awards, and she was the youngest ever artist-songwriter to win the overall grand prize, mind you, out of close to 12,000 entries. You've been hearing one of her songs, one that I really like, called Friends. It's my pleasure to welcome Maddie Rodriguez. Hi, Bruce. How are you? Wonderful. Good afternoon. Thanks for thanks for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really honored. I know that you've interviewed some some pretty established singer-songwriters, so it's kind of cool to be on um, the lineup of all your podcasts. Well, thank you. And, you know, I think uh, just is testimony to the fact that I feel that you belong in that group and that and that you've you've arrived. So that's that's what we're here to talk about today. Uh, Thanks. So, yeah. So welcome to now hear this entertainment. I'm really glad to have you on the show. Um, Thank you. Last week, I joked with Sonny Sweeney, referencing her. She, uh, I said Germans love David Hasselhoff when she was saying that people in Norway love John Denver. And dare I say mm-hmm. that Canadians love now hear this entertainment Un- unofficially. <laughs> unofficially, the show has gotten listeners. Um, sorry, has gotten more listeners than from Canada from only two other countries, the U.S. and the Netherlands. So it's good that we have another Canadian guest on as you follow uh, popular radio man Bruce Barker from back on episode 17 and singer-songwriter Roxana, who was the guest on episode 34. And you are right there in the music mecca of Toronto. <laughs> yes, I am. Thank you so much. I'm glad the Canadians are are some fans of, of Now Hear This. That's cool. Well, and uh, certainly they're they're Maddie Rodriguez fans. I'm sure, hopefully that that you've started to build a, an international following. But I'm, I'm sure that you probably have a solid base there in in Toronto, not to mention Ontario, and hopefully even into the other provinces as well. 
Mm-hmm. I have a pretty good um, fan base here in Canada, in Toronto, and uh, but actually, yeah, you would be surprised. I have a lot of uh, fans actually in Europe, in Denmark, for example, in um, in Mexico. I have a lot of fans, um, and I have some fans in the U.S. as well. So it's it's kind of cool what what the internet can help you do as an artist. Absolutely, and. So, with a last name like Rodriguez, because you mentioned Mexico, uh, what what is your heritage? I am half Mexican. Uh, my father uh, was born in Mexico and grew up there, uh, but then he came to Canada in his late twenties. Uh, first, he went to school in the U.S. and then came to Canada in uh, his late twenties and has uh, lived here since then. And, you know, built the family here and everything. And he loves Canada. He's, you know, number one fan of the Canadian culture and everything. But it's also really cool to um, to have grown up uh, with a bit of the Latin culture, too. It, it's such a loving and, you know, a very emotional kind of culture. It's very passionate. And um, I think that has sort of contributed to my passion as a songwriter too to express emotions and everything yeah i was going to say certainly for someone that's in music and specifically a songwriter that's a tremendous setting to find yourself in because obviously there's going to be a lot of influence does does your father still have family in mexico yes we've got a lot of family in mexico actually and i've gone to visit them quite a few times um, and such an amazing support group, too. I had a show recently, and we were joking around that if it had been, um, you know, if it had been close enough to Mexico, like the whole family, like 100 people would have shown up wow. to it. <laughs> well, I, yeah, that's. I wondered if having family there would be a bridge to building up a following in Mexico if there were enough people back there that could kind of you know help be your uh, your street team as they say and oh yeah i'm sure they could they're they're super um encouraging like enthusiastic enthusiastic group of people and I, I i remember i i was there you know visiting family one time on vacation and um uh, we went to this uh, little venue because my family's from a very very small town and there isn't much by the way of venues music venues or anything but there's one and it's kind of a lounge and uh they do a lot of live music there and everyone was you know egging me on to get up on stage and so i I went up and kind of did an impromptu performance Mm -hmm. with a cajon and a guitar um and uh sang this spanish song and uh and everyone went crazy about it and so yeah I, I don't know. I think they definitely would help me out in that case. Well, and look at just from that alone, now you can say that you performed in Mexico. <laughs> yes, I have. I have a couple times. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Very good. Well, gosh, um, you just turned 21 years old, and, and, and I don't even know where to start this interview with you. You've accomplished so much already that there are actually more highlights that I didn't even include in that intro to the show, how, <laughs> how does all this feel? Are, are your feet even touching the ground or are you just kind of soaring? <laughs> well, wow, my goodness. Um, I guess I don't really think of it like that. I mean, I'm very proud of what I have accomplished, but 
I'm the kind of person where I'm always looking at the next thing. I'm just, I always have my eyes on what I want to do next, my goals and my aspirations and everything. And so, and, and you know what? It's a long road, even though I'm, I am only 21. Like I have been working on this for, you know, six or seven years, um, been writing songs and and playing my music and recording and so even though it, it may sound like a lot it's over quite a bit of time and so it kind of adds up but then like when I do look at the list sometimes of, of, of you know different songwriting competitions or or you know awards or whatever that I, I've been lucky enough to receive like it does kind of you know, it makes you feel like you're on the right path. Like maybe I'm not crazy and this is what I actually should be doing. So <laughs> um, it, it makes you feel like, you know, it, it's validating, makes you think, yeah, this is what I am good at and this is my dream. And even though it's hard sometimes, this is what I should be doing because, you know, I am good at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the right attitude to have. And it seems like one that comes up repeatedly over the course of so many episodes on Now Hear This Entertainment because the people that are having success are the people that are working hard and that have the confidence and just the really the drive. And, and as you mentioned, Maddie, you know, having your sights set on, as you put it, the next thing, you know, and, and knowing that there's so much more that you want to accomplish that you're not being complacent and just sitting in one spot and looking around you at what you have right now or, or what you accomplished in the past. So those are wonderful traits that you have. Thank you. Yeah, it, it totally is a, a, about, you know, being driven and always trying to to achieve the next thing. I mean, my dad tells me this thing often. He says, the joy is in the doing. And it's so true. I mean, I, I don't think, you know, there's so much joy in the result as compared to the actual trying to achieve it and the actual, you know, act of, you know, making music and recording something and, you know, doing a performance or, or you know, just striving to, to get better and achieve the next thing. Yeah, I can see that, you know, even even in my own line of work in... in those that are listening that are, are booking themselves, you know, you, when you're calling upon someplace trying to get booked, and, and in my case, doing it on behalf of a client, and it takes, you know, repeated contact, be it through telephone or email or whatever method of communication you're using, and finally you get the booking, you're almost looking back, as you just said, Maddie, on, on the work that it took you to get there, not so much on the fact that they finally said yes. And, and mm -hmm. all the time and, and the blood, sweat, and tears, as they say, that goes into your songwriting, you know, when, when you're recording them, that's also part of the work. So when the end product is there, yeah, you're proud of it and you go, hey, look, here's my CD. But, you know, it's really yeah. all the, <laughs> all the I'm time. really I'm I'm really just thinking about like by the time it's actually done, I'm just thinking about the next song that I've written and that I want to record next. So it's this big cycle, you know, of, of um, process and, you know, having fun with that process. And the, there's something exciting about the hard work that goes into it. Like it wouldn't be worth it if it wasn't difficult, you know? Yeah, and I know that you can speak to the vicious cycle as you briefly started to allude to there, which is, and, and I've witnessed this myself, because songwriters are, are constantly coming up with a new hook or, or new ideas, whatever it is, 
and you're there recording, and all of a sudden, you've got these songs targeted for the release that you're working on, and a new one comes out, and you're thinking to yourself, am I going to put it on this release? Is it anticlimactic that this CD is going to come out, and yet I'm really proud of this new song that I just wrote that's not going to be on there? Yeah, yeah, it is kind of funny how that works, because to like to your fans and to the public online, when they hear a song, it might be new to them because we just released it, but it's old to me because I wrote it like a year or two years, three years ago. And uh, I've just, you know, written like five new songs that I'm super excited about. But, you know, that's just how it goes, I guess. You kind of, I guess you, you hope that you love each one of your songs enough that you can still be excited about something you're releasing, even if you did write it a while ago. Yeah, but perfectly said. And, and for a good portion of that, Maddie can't see me and, and nor can the listeners, obviously, but I was just sitting here smiling and nodding my head continuously as she was saying that. And as I mentioned, having witnessed it firsthand myself, you know, sitting in a recording studio with a client and watching them record songs that are, as you said, sometimes as old as from a year ago, and all of a sudden they're walking in one day more excited about something that they just wrote than yeah. before. <laughs> That's being an artist, you know? Indeed. Well, <laughs> let's uh, let's do one usual bit of housekeeping here first. A song of yours that, as I mentioned, I really enjoy, Friends. We played it during the intro. Maddie, tell the listeners all about that song, if you would. Sure. Um, Friends is a song I recorded recently um, alongside with two other songs that I recorded at the time. And um, we released it as a single uh, not too long ago. And it's a ballad. And we made a video for it as well. And uh, this song I was really excited to put out because... Um, I think it's something I, I know people say all the time, you know, I think this song is really relatable and people can really relate to it. But seriously, I, I, I mean, above most of my songs, I would say this is one of the most relatable because it's something that really everyone um, has experienced. And, and it's when it's when you you know, really love somebody or really like someone and it seems like it's going well and for whatever reason there's some sort of breakup and the person suggests that you can still be friends. It's such a cliche, but it happens. <laughs> it happens all the time. Like you, you're, it's almost like you're surprised to hear it because it's such a cliche, but it does happen. And it, it happened to me when, um, when I wrote, right before I wrote the song, I was dating somebody and I I was really crazy about this guy and I had never um I had never had a like a, a long term relationship or like a serious relationship up until this point. Like this was when I was nineteen or something, eighteen or nineteen. And um, you know, I thought, you know, this might be the one like <laughs> that I you know, this might be my my chance to have like a real something with somebody. And we dated for about three months and, and um I remember we had a phone call and he said um that, you know, he was feeling more than just liking me and you know, that that, that feeling was scaring him. Because, you know, he had to focus on school. He had to focus on this business he was starting, la, la, la. And he had like 10 million different excuses. Uh -oh. But basically, uh -oh. basically, he broke it off with me. And then he said, but I still want to talk. And I still, I still want you to be my friend. Like, I still want to be friends with you. 
And I was like, well, I don't want that. So <laughs> anyway, that was that. And then the next day I, I um, wrote this song. I had already had the idea for the chorus, but I finished it. And, and it's basically, um, you know, expressing the frustration that you feel when, when somebody you really want to be with suggests being friends. It's just the most stupid thing. <laughs> Well, I'm curious then, because so many people can relate to that concept, did you co-write this or was it solely yours? It sounds like it was solely yours, but I can also see if you, I wouldn't be surprised if you said, you know, I had someone work on a little bit with me because someone else would not have a difficult time to relate to that. I mean, I think all of us have have gone through this where someone has dropped the friend card on us. We've thought, oh my gosh, really? You're, you're putting me in the friend zone. Interesting. I didn't see that coming. Thanks. I'm going to go write a song about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I did write this song by myself. Um, I write a lot, like most of my songs on my own, um, sometimes just for, you know, convenience, because I, I do go to Nashville a lot, but the rest of the time I'm living here in Toronto and I do a lot of my writing by myself. And um, so, yeah, I wrote this one on my own and uh it's kind of nice sometimes it's very different than co-writing it's a totally different vibe any songwriter understands is you know a completely different vibe but what i like about writing on my own is i can um really focus on getting the words exactly how i want them to be like sometimes when you're co-writing i find it's a bit more spontaneous and it's a lot of you know throwing out ideas and uh throwing them out into the room and, and, and working together on like this project. But when I write on my own, I'm, it's mostly in my head and I just spend hours like going over different lines and figuring out how I want it to all work together. And with this song, I really wanted to express that whole thing about the whole concept of, oh, being friends, um, uh, but in a, in, in a new and interesting way. And so... You know, that's that's what I hope I did, especially in the chorus of this song. Well, you know, last week when I talked to Sonny Sweeney, there was a question that I asked her, and we don't need to get into what it was and what was her answer, et cetera, but I remarked about the fact that I was surprised that it took me as long as 44 episodes to think to ask someone that question, and now here we are one week later, and as I sit there and, and I listen to what you just shared with us, Maddie, I think to myself, well, now it's episode 45, and this is the first time I've thought to ask a songwriter who prefers writing alone, which surprisingly I have started to find a few more of those. Uh, the, the first one that always jumps to mind, and this goes all the way back to, uh, it feels like a long time ago now that we're up to episode 45, but on episode 9, Melissa Brethauer talked about how she likes. She prefers to write alone instead of co-writes. And I, I, if memory serves me correctly, in episode thirty-six, I believe Scarlett Rabe said that the same thing. And there may have been one or two others, but I wonder what would happen if you got two songwriters in a room together that prefer to write alone. How how yeah. the two of you you know would get along if it would be really forced? If it would be well, you know, I'm not entirely opposed to the idea. I just wonder, you know, those two worlds colliding. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it would be a great match, honestly, because <laughs> uh, I feel like it'd be butting heads probably. But um, you never know, though. Like, 
that's the thing with co-writing. You never know who you're going to work best with. Um, it's really just a thing of chemistry, like anything, like dating or friendship or whatever. It's just, you never know. Those two people might work really well together, but most likely not. And by the way, I forgot to mention um, friends. Um, to all your listeners, you can find friends on iTunes, and you can also find the, the video on YouTube, we made a, a video actually on a on a train. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, it was kind of a cool thing. We just shot the whole thing on a train that I was on because I was um, actually the the I guess on train on board guest uh, artist. So I was playing for the guests every day, mm. three times three times a day, and we thought, why don't we make a video while we're while we're on the train, anyways? Well, and listeners do go find it. As much as she wants the, the views to add up on, on YouTube, do find it and purchase it legally on, on iTunes. A, a really good song. I, I really like it. And I know that, uh, Maddie, all the female listeners in the audience are screaming at their listening device saying, ask her if the guy knows that she wrote the song about me after he did that to her. You know what? I don't know if he knows about that one, but there was another song that I wrote about him, <laughs> which he does know because he figured it out. I, I posted it online, and at the time, we were still Facebook friends. He's deleted me since then. <laughs> but, oh, boy. Oh, boy. but <laughs> I didn't do anything bad. I just wrote a song. I just wrote a song, that's all. But anyway, um, he's... I guess he saw the video that I posted of that song that I wrote. I just did like an acoustic thing of it. And um, he figured out that it was about him because it was kind of, you know, detailed and literal and stuff. And he sent me a message and saying, because the song was, was called Why We're Over. And it's about, you know, not understanding how it ended and why we're over. And uh, he he sent me a message basically saying, "Well, it got me thinking that maybe we shouldn't be over." La 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 la. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, "Too bad, sucker." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad you gave out the title because I know that those same female listeners are saying, "What's the title of that one?" Now I've got to go check it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that one's on YouTube too. Okay. Well, uh, you mentioned something in there about that you that you do go to Nashville, but you said, but you know, but I'm mostly here in Toronto, and I'm thinking all the way back to episode three with Shannon McGrain, who was a top twelve finisher on American Idol in 2012. She was only 18 years old at the time of the interview that I did with her earlier this year. So she talked about trying to be all in with a music career, but also having school obligations. Where are you these days in terms of are you say? attending university these days? And if so, how are you balancing the demands of school and music? And if you're not, then talk about whatever decision would have had to go into deciding not to pursue a college education at this time. Right. Well, I did decide to pursue university after um after one year off of uh, after my high school graduation and and then I did go to university for a bit at the moment I'm taking a break from it um, so I'm not done my degree yet and I really did enjoy studying at university I think it's really important it kind of like you know widens your horizons you learn a lot and like it can even help like I guess in the big scheme of things it can even help with songwriting um, learning at university but any Anyway, I decided to take a break right 
right now because I'm basically focusing on my career goals and I kind of had this, I guess, revelation that it's, you know, this is the time for me. I'm 21. There's not going to be a better time for me to pursue it. If I finish university and say I'm 24 or whatever, 25, I don't know, and then decide, oh, I want to go to Nashville and keep trying with my dreams and everything. I, I, I just feel like it, it just makes sense for me to do this right now. And then I will reevaluate after. Um, things are going well with my music and I'm really excited about what I'm doing. And um, I have so many goals that I still want to go and pursue. So I feel like for me, um, that's what I need to do right now. Um, and I'm actually visiting Nashville again in January for a little bit longer than any of my previous trips. Mm. And um, I'm really uh, going to try and do as much as I possibly can there. I've made some good connections over my, uh, you know, over all the trips that I've done so far. And, you know, uh, I've kind of got gotten to know the city that and the culture there and I've made friends so I feel like it's a good time for me to go back and uh, keep pursuing a career in the music business sure sure good for you and and you know of course obviously there's no right or wrong answer to the question about college uh, as much as some parents who might be listening might be cringing when I say that everyone has to decide for themselves if it's for them or if it's the right time for them obviously there's the responsible approach which is as determined and confident as I am in my music career, you know, everybody doesn't make it. And it's, you know, it's not unlike people there saying, you know, well, I want to, I want to play junior hockey and I want to eventually get drafted and play for the Maple Leafs, you know, and everybody, Mm -hmm. everybody can't be an NHL player. So you do. And and even if you do, you can have a long career in the NHL and eventually you're going to retire and you're still going to be as young as maybe, you know, your late thirties and you're going to need to have something to fall back on. So, um, you know, there's, there's people on both sides of the debate and, and people that handle it in different ways, you know, much in the way that, that you chose to approach it. So thank you for, uh, you know, for your insight on all that. No problem. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Toronto, Ontario, is singer-songwriter Maddie Rodriguez. Visit her official website at www.maddierodriguez.com. And, of course, her first name is spelled with two Ds, as in David. She is active on social media, too, of course. On her website, there are icons to click on to link over to, well, pretty much you name it, she's on it. (laughs) Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Flickr, Pinterest, there's a whole bunch there. Also, follow Maddie online so you can stay on top of where she's performing live and when. And, of course, purchase her music on iTunes. As I mentioned in the intro, her debut album is there plus uh there's a couple other singles out there and you can also pre-order her fascinated ep you can actually even purchase from www.maddiestore.com and not just itunes be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz that's h-e-a-r and sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. It'll just download automatically when a new episode comes out, so you don't even have to go looking for it. 
Please use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And please, I always welcome your feedback about the podcast, including even some questions you would like to hear asked on future episodes to future guests. Post all that on the Facebook page that I just mentioned or send an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. Maddie, I mentioned before that you just turned 21. The story goes that not only did you play a show as a celebration of your birthday, but you actually turned 21 on stage. Tell us about mm-hmm. that night. Yes, I did. Um, so I had this idea for my birthday this year. Um, I wanted to do something bigger than previous years. Um, and I know, you know, a lot of my friends and fans uh, in Toronto still haven't seen me play. So um, I thought I should uh, do a show. And so I kind of organized a show with uh, a few bands um, in Toronto uh, that I'm a fan of. And I got them to open up for me. And we did it at the Rivoli in Toronto, which is quite a famous venue. Um, Adele has performed there. Um, uh, And anyway, so I wanted to put on this big show and celebrate my birthday at the same time. So we did it the day before my birthday and my set was around 11, 15 PM. And, uh, by the time it got to 12 AM, I was still on stage. (laughs) I still had, (laughs) I still had, uh, two more songs to play and, um, it was officially my 21st birthday. And so, um, everyone in the audience, shouted out happy birthday and sung me happy birthday it was a very embarrassing situation but it was but it, it was sounds really, great it sounds great it, no it was it was really sweet i was so happy i had we had a really amazing turnout it, we were almost at capacity and um and so many of my friends and family and fans were there even this one guy uh, his name's Jason Dawson. He, he's a big fan of mine, and he's been following me on all the different social media sites for five years, I swear. He comments on everything and um, loves my music, and I have never met him uh, until this day. And he came to the show, and I and I yelled out, is Jason Dawson in the audience? <laughs> and and uh, he was, and, he, and so we, wow. we met each other. So it was a, kind of a cool moment. And where does he live? Well, I think he lives in Toronto, yeah. Okay, Okay. yeah. Well, Jason, I'm going to talk to you right now. You're a big fan of Maddie's, and so you're obviously (laughs) listening to this interview. So, you know, artists like Maddie appreciate the fans, and more specifically, the fans that help them. So, when you're done listening to this interview, Jason, go on iTunes and rate it and review it and post in there. To everyone, I listened to the episode with Maddie Rodriguez. She is great. Her music is awesome. Buy her music and support her. Give her all kinds of good words like that on on the uh, Now Hear This Entertainment uh, iTunes page. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is, it's not enough to just be a good musician. You've got to be punctual and professional looking too. 
If one of those key elements is lacking or missing, it doesn't matter how good you think you performed, the negative aspect is what will be remembered and talked about, unfortunately. Don't undo your hard work by being late or missing in action, or by being dressed in a manner that doesn't match the venue and or occasion. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Uh, Maddie, you sing, you write songs, you play guitar. So at what age did you start doing each of those? And, and more importantly, when was it that you realized or, or even what happened that made you realize that music was something you were going to seriously pursue and not just do for fun or as a hobby? Uh, well, I, I have been singing since, you know, before I could talk. It's a <laughs> u- usual story, usual story of... Um, Came out of the womb I, singing. Yeah, but we actually do have home videos. Um, one of them where I'm on my dad's lap and I was just a baby. I wasn't talking yet and I was humming along to oh a song gosh. that he was singing me a song and I was humming along. Oh my so. gosh. So yeah, I've been singing for a long time. That, that, uh, that home movie is going to end up on much music someday. <laughs> Maybe. Um, and uh, I started playing guitar around the age of 12. And then I started writing songs around 14. And um, really everything changed when I started writing songs. Mm-hmm. So it basically like my freshman year of high school, um, is when everything changed and it kind of went from something that I liked to do to something that I seriously wanted to make a career out of. And, um, I got kind of obsessed with it and wrote (laughs) (laughs) and wrote all the time and, um, about everything that was going on in my life or, you know, something that I would see in a movie or whatever. And, um, uh, I guess that I felt like it was something that I really had a chance at, um, becoming successful in uh, when I went to my first songwriting convention. I went to this songwriting conference workshop thing in Toronto called Song Studio, and I recommend this to any, you know, young or or not not necessarily young, but, you know, starting out songwriter. How old um, were you? How old were you when you attended that for the first time? I was, I was 15. Okay. Um, but there was all kinds of ages. It's I would say it's more for songwriters that are starting out but um it's called song studio it's in toronto and it happens every year in the summer i believe and um i got to meet a bunch of songwriters and a few people in the industry in toronto including um blair packham and rick emmett who are super uh, you yeah, know rick established emmett, of triumph Yes, of Triumph. And um, uh, Blair Packham was in The Jitters, and he's a successful songwriter um, in the Canadian scene. And um, anyway, I remember I we had the chance to show a demo to Blair and Rick. And I, I showed my demo to Blair, and um, it was my very first demo. And I remember he said that I think you could be a star. And that kind of just, like really um hit me because I had never had anybody other than my family tell me I was good or tell me like that I had talent and um so that was kind of the start of pursuing it for me Hmm. and is it something that you've gone back to annually 
No, I went that one time. I I learned a lot, and I continued to. I I went to a few other conferences. I've gone to Canadian Music Week uh, like five years in a row, um, and they have you know seminars and things. And I've been to like the Nashville Songwriters Association um, uh, spring training, um, and uh, and so I've been to things like that. Where, where I've had a chance to learn, but I only went that one time to Song Studio. I still stay in touch with some of the people that were there, and I stay in touch with Blair Packham. Um, yeah. Well, uh, you know, in in the intro, I, I started to, to mention some highlights. I, I, I wonder, what, what are your thoughts? You, you, you mentioned before, you know, about about looking forward, but, but what are your thoughts about coming out of the gate as strongly as you did? Because in 2012, check this out, listeners, in 2012, Maddie, you won the International Acoustic Music Awards competition, the UK Songwriting Competition, you were a finalist in two others, a semi-finalist in yet another, plus you were getting radio airplay. So, so which <clears throat> side of the argument do you come down on? Was that great because it really gets your name out there and helps you burst onto the music scene? Or was it a case of, yikes, <laughs> the bar has been set pretty high here. I'm going <laughs> to have to step up my game even more. This all might be a tough act to follow. <laughs> um, you know, I was just really um, honored to, to uh, have been recognized so much, especially for that song, All the Ways to Time, because... I wrote that song about um, my best friend whose father was absent in her life, and it was a really, like, emotional song to write. Um, And it got a lot of recognition. And um, like I said earlier, it just made me feel very validated about my songwriting talent, and it made me want to work harder and keep writing good songs and great songs and, and, and try and get more of those those, I guess, winners. Um, I had never won anything before the International Acoustic Music Awards. Mm. I, I screamed when I found out. My my, <laughs> my three best friends were in the house at the time, and they heard me screaming because my dad my dad had called me upstairs to let me know, and um, we were all just like dancing around because it was really cool to be um, to be noticed like that as a songwriter. And um, but yeah, you know, winning those things just it really made me want to keep working at it. And, um, you know, my ultimate goal is to, uh, have these songs, uh, listened to by lots and lots of people. It's, it's like amazing, uh, getting that recognition from professionals in the industry. But honestly, I, the thing I care most about is that people, um, just hear these songs and that they, can in some way, in some little way, help people. Because honestly, like everybody in the world um, depends on music to get them through, I think, for the most part. And, um, you know, there's so many songs that have helped me and that have, you know, made me happy or helped me cry or whatever. And so that's that's what I want to do with my music. Well, and, you know, listeners, this also puts, puts Maddie in some pretty strong company to to be and and mind you as i mentioned she just turned 21 so you you figure at the most she was 20 i referred what i'm getting at here is i referred in the in the show intro to her having a song 
that was used on army wives. And uh, gosh, you know, all the way back, um, again, we're doing a little uh, a little show history at this point. But uh, on episode 14, my guest was Liz Longley, and she had a song placed on Army Wives. She also had a song uh, featured on the ABC television show NY Med, and another song featured on Beauty and the Beast, which is a show on the CW. So for Maddie to be in the company of someone like that, and, and you know, I had a similar discussion, Maddie, back on, uh, on uh, when I talked to Chrissy Chase on episode 27, Chrissy has had approximately 30 of her songs placed uh, on Nickelodeon, on, on wow. various shows on their network. And I always like to ask, you know, I, I know that you've got management that's helping you out, but especially for someone so young that's able to have that kind of success getting a show, uh, excuse me, a song placed on Army Wives, how did you get that song placed on that show? Well, I I had a little help. Um, I do have a publishing company um, in Canada, and it's a small deal. It's called an admin deal. So, you know, it's not as big as probably what some of your other guests may have in terms of publishing deals, but um, they they helped me out with that. And I, I believe that Army Wives actually found the song online, but then, you know, from, from them finding it onwards, uh, my publishing company helped me out. But um, you'd be surprised. A lot of um, TV shows and things like that find music online on things like Music X-Ray or on SoundCloud and stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, no, it, that's fine. I mean, the, that's that's a very good answer because you know, number one, uh, don't don't make excuses or apologize for it. You ended up getting a show, a song on that show, so it doesn't matter how it happened. And the fact that, as you said, there are different shapes and sizes as compared to maybe Chrissy Chase or Liz Longley and how they may or may not have gotten their deals. It's important that you pointed that out. I'm glad that you did because there are listeners who are up-and-coming performers and songwriters that are wanting to hear from Maddie Rodriguez and from Liz Longley and from Chrissy Chase about, do I stand a chance? How do I get my songs listened to by music supervisors are you know and and it also speaks to people who ask you know do they really quote unquote discover people on youtube so you're saying that yeah i think they found my song on there so you know yeah it's good insight yeah and i you know to people who are starting out i would say make sure your stuff is available online because and make sure it's available everywhere um, and that you're posting new stuff because you never know who's going to be looking for what. And they might find your music um, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on Music X-Ray, on, you know, on your website even. Absolutely. And so you have to make your music available and also you have to make yourself available. So I definitely recommend, you know, going to as many networking events and conferences and, you know, business events as possible and um you know and try to be heard by by music publishers and things absolutely and appear on podcasts you never know when the yes host, appear on podcasts you never, know, you never know when the host might might say we need to get you booked down in florida so you can come and play down in the, <laughs> in the sun um maddie you've got a cool word that you used 
that you use. If uh, if someone takes a look at your website without clicking on this, they're going to think, whoops, there's a major typo on her website. It says family instead of family. But <laughs> instead, that's that's the name given for people, for fans who really want to be insiders with you and your music. Fanily. Talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I always think when I type that, that maybe people are just going to think I don't know how to spell, but <laughs> hopefully it catches on. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I totally think of uh, my supporters and fans as a sort of family. These, especially being a, an independent artist and being somewhat new and not being famous. I mean, I'm 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 still in a way starting out, and um, I need as many supporters as I can possibly get. So the supporters that I do have are really special to me and there's a personal connection because they are aware that I'm not famous. They know that I'm still um, making my way and pursuing my dreams. And um, so, yeah, I thought kind of a cool thing to call my fans. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Toronto, Ontario, is singer-songwriter Maddie Rodriguez. Visit her official website at www.maddierodriguez.com. And, of course, her first name is spelled with two Ds, as in David. She is active on social media, too, of course. On her website, there are icons to click on to link over to, as I said before, and as she just mentioned, pretty much you name it, she's on it. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Flickr. Pinterest. There's a whole bunch there. Also follow her online so you can stay on top of where she's performing live and when. And of course, do purchase her music on iTunes, as I mentioned in the intro. There, her debut album, plus a couple other singles are out. And you can also pre-order her Fascinated EP. And you can actually even just purchase from www.maddiestore.com and not just iTunes. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, that's H-E-A-R, and sign up for the e-newsletter there. There's only one field to complete, very quick and easy to do. And subscribe to this podcast, tell others about it too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week, it'll just download automatically when a new episode comes out, so you don't have to go looking for it. Feel free to use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And I honestly do invite you to provide feedback about the show, including even some questions you'd like to hear asked of future guests. Post all of that on the Facebook page that I just mentioned or send an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. So, Maddie, I've mentioned a few times now that you've got a new new EP coming out in February and that people can already start pre-ordering it. A really unique concept this project. Tell the listeners what the whole Fascinated concept actually is. Sure. Um, Well, Fascinated, the Fascinated project started uh, with this song that I wrote for my boyfriend, um, who I was very in love with at the time. I still am. But anyway, we we had just started dating and um, I wrote it for him because he uh, sent me a text uh, on our, I guess, our four-month anniversary. I know it sounds a little silly, um, but at the time, it was important. So um, <laughs> I was uh, I was actually in Mexico visiting family at the time. I was there for three weeks, and he sent me a text saying all these nice things and happy anniversary and, and la, la, la. And uh, he said something that really caught my attention. He said, um, you fascinate me. Hmm. 
And I thought it just, I, I remember it felt so cool to, to um, have somebody say that to me because, you know, people tell each other, you know, I like you or I love you often. And, but you don't really hear you fascinate me very often. And, and it gave me, pardon? I said, and how? Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so it gave me the idea to write the song, and I kind of turned it around and wrote it about him, how he fascinates me. Um, and I thought, you know, it'd be a, a really interesting love song because it, it's it's a it's different than saying I love you. It's saying it's it's a whole other thing to say you know, you're fascinated by someone. And it, it was a really fun, catchy tune. And I didn't think too much of it at first, but I played it for some people and seemed like everyone thought it was a really uh, catchy, fun song. And so we decided to record it. And we did, uh, first we did a country pop version, which is, you know, usually what my style is. Um, but then, you know, we thought, why don't we do something different and record a pop version of this? Because it is so, it is so boppy and kind of fun. And so we did um, a pop, almost dance version of it. Um, and my producer, who is actually my boyfriend as well, same person, <laughs> he, he, um, uh, did this mix of it that was super dancey, super different, and it was so fun listening to this version. And then we thought, you know, why don't we do something different and make a, an acoustic version and a stripped-down version of the song? So we ended up with four different versions of the same song and um, decided to release that as an EP so that, you know, whatever mood you're in, if you want to listen to something a little bit more quiet or if you want to listen to the pop version you can do that too and finally we came up with this uh, concept to spread the song and get it out there and it's the fascinated challenge which I'm really excited about I've never done something like this before but what I'm hoping to do is I'm, I'm going to send this song myself I'm going to gift it on iTunes because you can gift songs on iTunes you send them to somebody via their email I'm going to gift it to my boyfriend and to my three best friends and I'm going to challenge them to do the same thing and gift it to somebody that they're fascinated by and basically my hope is to start a trend and I'm going to tell all my fans about it on Facebook on Instagram and everything to do the same thing so you know get the song on iTunes it's only a dollar it's like four times less than like a Starbucks drink <laughs> just just buy the song and then gift it to somebody that you really like or you're fascinated by um, and I think it's going to be a really fun way to spread the song because you're also kind of spreading some love because while you're spreading some independent music you're also telling somebody hey I think you're really cool I really like you I'm fascinated by you and 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 you matter to me and I think that's something that we need to say more to each other you know yeah that's a great approach and uh I think the thing that I took away from that the most is that Starbucks needs to lower their prices because I can't tell you how many times people have a conversation where they use that as a point of reference and say, well, think of it. It's the equivalent of if you wouldn't go to Starbucks every day, you know, you go to, uh, you know, a Christian concert and 
by and large, someone from Compassion International comes out and asks you to sponsor a child, and they say, if you would give up that Starbucks that you <laughs> buy every day on your drive to work. So they need to lower their prices. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the other thing that I took away from it, though, on a, on a slightly more serious note, is I, I mentioned early on uh, the name of Scarlett Rabe, who was the guest on episode 36. And so you're, you're saying that the Fascinated EP is the same song, just in a number of different treatments, a number, number, number of different styles. And listeners, if you didn't hear it, go back and listen to that episode, because Scarlett Rabe did an EP, Battle Cry, the remixes, where she had nine different versions of that one song on there. Oh so, my gosh, yeah, so wow. this is, you know, this is something that, it's not something that everyone's doing, but you know, it's it's a unique approach, and and of course, you're taking it one step farther, Maddie, with this whole idea of of gifting it and of you know, kind of paying it forward in the sense of letting someone know you know that that they're special to you in a way that you consider them fascinating. Yeah, and 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 you can send whichever you know version you think they'll like the most. So if they like pop music, you send them the pop version. We do also have the four instrumental versions so like without any vocal on there too which you know my, uh, we thought would be a cool touch for the ep but wow that's cool with um scarlet raves um uh ep too yeah. i didn't i i hadn't heard of many people who have done this before but i think it's something that is definitely like more accepted and something that exactly. people will get more excited about these exactly. days because so many like just there's so many blurring lines between genres and you know I just love writing songs and making music usually my style of choice is like on the country or side but um I just love music in general whether it's pop or R&B or Latin or anything you know well and, and correct me if I'm wrong in this I don't believe that I saw a video for fascinated on your official YouTube channel if I'm correct will there be a video formally produced for that song, or did I miss it and there already is one? There is an official lyric video for the country pop version, and there's also going to be um, coming out a, a really cool video for the pop version, which is kind of a hybrid. It's going to be sort of a hybrid between a lyric video and a music video. Um, that's going to be coming out a bit later, um, I believe, beginning of February when the EP comes out. Okay. Um, but I mean, I'll keep everybody posted about that online. Good. But yes, so that's that's what's going to be happening in terms of videos. Well, you've got a week. you've got a fun video for your song Tahiti. I'm I'm not sure where that was filmed, but I'm guessing it wasn't Tahiti. Although I'll be jealous if it was. I know <sighs> I know you have also played at, at the famous Bluebird Cafe. You mentioned that you do uh, go to Nashville. Is traveling something you want to do more of? Will Will you be on the road a lot in 2015? Uh, yes, I do love to travel. I love Nashville. And like I said earlier, I'm going to be visiting there, um, in January for, um, for a while. And, um, and I, yeah, I, I just love traveling and I love going to different places to, you know, experience the culture or, it, you know, in the case of Nashville to play music and write with different writers from different places. And, um, no, plans for touring at the moment i would love to do some touring but right now i'm going to be focusing on the songwriting side of things um uh, and uh trying to build my career um 
in that way for now. Well, as we all know, things can change in the music business overnight. So it's, as I always say, it's it's a reason, listeners, for you to keep up with Maddie online so that you can watch for any and all new developments as they come out. So uh, we're we're going to close today with with Maddie's song, "Fascinated," the the country version. Uh, Maddie, I know you took us through what that's all about already. So just really want to thank you for for being on the show today and, and wish you continued success. And, and at this point in the where we are in the calendar, wish you safe and happy holidays too. Oh, thank you so much, Bruce. Happy holidays to you too. And thank you for having me on the show. Thanks to Nick for making me sound good on the air. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, just thank you so much. I hope the listeners really liked our chat. Well, I sure did. So uh, thank you again. And I will close, as always, by formally thanking my guest. Today we heard from singer-songwriter Maddie Rodriguez checking in from way up north, especially for those of us that are way down south. Visit her official website at www.maddierodriguez.com. Remember that she is active on social media, too. Like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter, watch her videos, and subscribe to her channel on YouTube. Remember that you can easily access all of those through the social media icons on her website homepage. Keep your eyes out for her live dates so you can make plans to go see her perform. And of course, do purchase her music. It's on iTunes as well as at www.maddiestore.com. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. And not just Jason Dawson, but everyone, please give us a nice review on iTunes or even on Stitcher Radio too, uh, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That would really help a lot. If you're listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud, which is just like subscribing. As I mentioned before, let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions you'd like asked on future episodes on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nowhearthis.biz or send us an email. The address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in crystal blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with a song by Maddie Rodriguez. This is the one that her EP is based on. It's called Fascinated.
Leave a comment.